0: but he set his eyes on the race that was set before him. Knowing that through his humility time, through his tough time, uh, even though he suffer, he shall reign. And the same way God has ordained our life that we have to go through some stuff to get some stuff. We in a microwave society, everybody wanna overnight. I want this big house overnight, but I can't balance my checkbook. I want a job a Mercedes Benz, but I can't keep my Toyota clean. Humility. When you can treat the things that you got right now like you're driving a Bentley. Because one thing you have to realize there's been a price paid for you. Like no other price. Hallelujah. And there's nothing in this world can complement the price that Christ paid for you. So why are you selling for all this little rinky dinky stuff? Selling for all this crazy mess and you don't know how much you're worth you go through some stuff because God want to let you see how much you're worth if I will give my only begotten son to die on a rugged cross for you I guess I'm going to preach, I guess. Keep on playing. We're not going to allow that to distract us where God has taken us. Hallelujah. And through your experience of humbleness, God is getting you out of the way. Because Jesus told his disciple, he said, if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. If people are looking at us and see too much of us, then it's too much of us and not enough of Jesus. That's why God allow you to go through certain periods of time where you're humble. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And my topic from today, I'm going to give you my topic before I read my text. My topic today is your cross before your crown. A lot of people want some stuff, but not willing to go through some stuff to get it. And then if you are thinking in your heart right now, when I say you got to go through some stuff to get through some stuff, and if your flesh feeling all st- some type of way, you feeling turmoil, that means you still hadn't gotten the picture. Because even if God allow you to suffer, he's going to be with you in there. And he's going to be with you when he bring you out. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. For thou are with me. Thou riled and thy staff, they'll comfort me. Hallelujah. <laughs> you never alone. Even in your state of humility, when you feel like you're all by yourself and you're about to lose your ever-loving mind, God is with you. He is with you. Because there is a call on your life and there is purpose behind your pain. Touch your neighbor say, there is purpose behind your pain. A lot of times you don't want to go through, but Christ died our death. He took our beatings. For us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And now I want everybody, y'all want to know why I had sister out around here with y'all, with these piece of paper. Looking like, we oh, you get these here? They look like something you put on the table for eating, one of them food mats or something like that. That would, that would look like, when I, I went to Walmart, the, I went in there, the Holy Spirit just led me down there. And I said, you." Yeah. <laughs> First, I saw the $7 one. I said, Lord, Holy Spirit, you want me to get the $7 one? <laughs> yeah, glory. <laughs> <laughs> so I kept on looking. I kept on looking. I, I kept on looking. And then I, I just happened to stumble across a few packs that was like $3 and some cent, right? Yeah. But then when I lift it up, that thing, it had a tag on it said, and said, 50 cent a piece. <laughs> I said, Lord, it must be you. <laughs> I said, Lord, it must be you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Not only that, I, if I had to pay $7, I would get got one back, but I, 50 cents, I'm going to get about three or four. <laughs> Glory to God. Laughter is good for the soul. Amen. Amen. Everybody, do you have your piece of paper? I want you to stand up. Everybody hold your piece of paper in your hand. Everybody got a piece of paper if you don't say I don't have one and I'll get you one. Everybody got a piece of paper? Alright, I want you at the top of that paper I want you to take both hands hold it right there like you about to rip it. You are going to rip it but on my count I see here some got them long ways, some got them sideways. It don't matter long as you rip it. Amen. Amen. My topic today was what? Your cross before your crown. And the Holy Spirit gave me a subtopic. And what you are doing right now, you're going to identify with your subtopic for today. Right, and on the count of three, I want everybody to do whatever you got to do. Just rip it in half just rip it, rip it rip it rip it rip it rip it with aggression I, I, do what you got to do hallelujah if your hands ain't strong enough take your teeth and just rip it as long as you rip it rip it amen. amen on the count of three one two three rip it all right now here's your subtopic your leave of absent has expired. You just tore up your leave of absent sheet. Now, your leave of absent in some jobs is that you might get hurt mentally, physically. You might have a bad relationship and it caused you to take a little break. But even though the leave of absence caused you to take a break, it still secure your job. Yes, Rather, if you have 90 days, 60 days, or if you like Elder Smith's job, you can stump your toe and get 100 days. <laughs> Whatever your job allow for your leave of absence, it secure your job when it's time to the, for the doctor, the doctor to release you to go back to your job amen and even in your leave of absence some jobs still allow you to have full benefits while you on your leave of absence even in your Christianity walk you weren't supposed you weren't doing what you're supposed to do because you took a, a leave of absence you still required the benefit you still enjoy the benefits of being a Christian because God loves you so much but now I come to tell you that it has expired It's time to get to work. Yeah. Whatever God has called you to do. Yeah. Like the old people say, whatsoever. Yeah. He called you to do. Yes, sir. The old folks used to say, it's high time yeah. yes, to get to stepping, yeah. to Amen. get to work. Yeah. Because life has thrown you a curveball and you suffered some things you went through some things you lost some things you took a leave of absent because of you you got turmoil in your spirit because now you're trying to figure out if this is God uh, if I'm going the right direction if this is what God would have me to do you end that cycle of life of the leave of absent. but I come to tell you in the Holy Ghost that has had expired it's time to get back to work. And I know a lot of times you don't want to feel like going back to work. You try to go to Dr. Willie Epps and see if he can give you an extension. But I come to tell you, ain't nothing wrong with you. It's time to go back to work. Touch your neighbor, say it's time to get busy. Hallelujah. It's time to get busy. Hallelujah. Ain't God good? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many of you know that God is real? By a show of hands. How many of you know that God is real? And that you are in the house of the Lord by the grace of God. Amen. (laughs) That you didn't choose this fight, but the fight was chosen for you. Jesus said, You ain't choose me. I chose you. So if I choose you, I choose your fight. I choose how you get out of it. I choose what you get. And I choose what you don't get. Because I'm the creator of all things. I never lost the fight. I never lost the case. No, never lost a battle mother. So why are y'all folks worrying? Like though the young people say, why y'all tripping? Why is y'all tripping? And I, this word is hey, I'm first partaker of it, so don't, hey, Lord have mercy. When I was studying this word, I was crying. The Holy Spirit fell on me, I was crying, snotty nose, going down the road, trying to drive, in my bed, on TV, Holy Spirit a quicken me and be like, oh my gosh. Lord Jesus have mercy I tell you God is good amen, amen. hallelujah amen we gonna talk about old Peter today yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> Peter had a job to do yes, something happened to Peter that yes, caused Peter to walk away from his job yes, but even though Peter walked away from his job even though he left he couldn't leave right. touch your neighbor and say even though you left you couldn't leave and even the, uh, pa, uh, pa, uh, my pastor last week, he spoke about coming home and the prodigal son, and, and the scripture said he came to himself, he humbled himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came to himself and said, my daddy's hired people that living better than this hill, and I'm out here about to eat some hogs slop. He said, I better go on to the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on his way to the house, the scripture said the father saw him. Yeah. Fall off. And the Holy Spirit revealed to me that the Father will go to that same spot every day because he knew his son was going to return one day. <laughs> God came to your spot every day because he knew that one day you will come to yourself. You going to come to yourself and get yourself together. And the Holy Spirit revealed to me that The father gave him his portion and he went out and done what he big and bad enough to do. But he didn't get the best until he got back. He thought he was getting the good stuff before he left. But he didn't get the best robe until he got back. And see, a lot of times we look at our conditions on how we think God will allow us to receive certain things. But on last week, Pastor Taylor said he had hog slop all over. He was thinking he was he didn't even look the same way when he left. That's right. That's right. Now, if the father seen something fall apart that don't even look how he left, then how he knew it was the son. For the scripture said God don't judge man by the outer appearance, but God judges the man by the content of his heart. That's the reason why Peter got back and Judas lost his life. Because God knows the intent of every man's heart. I'm going to start with 2 Timothy. This is not in the text, but just to give us an idea of where we're going. 2 Timothy 11, it reads, This is a faithful saying. For if we die with him, we shall also live with him. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful. He can't deny himself. In other words, he's saying, no matter what condition you're in, God going to remain the same. He's faithful. He's good. He can't act out of character. It's his nature to be good. Jesus said, you call me good. But the only one good is the father. Hallelujah. He said he remains faithful when we are faithless. In other words, God got a calling on your life, and even you took your little break, his plans never change concerning you. Uh, A popular scripture we always, in real life, is Jeremiah 29 and 11. For God said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Now, thoughts is past tense. God said, when I think about you, it's my thoughts of who I created you to be from the beginning. It's not your circumstances that I see when I'm looking at you. That's why he told the children of Israel, he said, build houses, have babies, live like you're a king, even in captivity. Because until you see yourself how I see you, then that's when things going to get a little better. He said, he said, my thoughts towards you, I think is good yes, sir. Yes, sir. and not evil. God said, I'm always good, so I can't think no evil anyway. Is it? it ain't even my nature. He said, if you, if you, if you leave away, you, 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 you go away by your own lust. Because God tempt no man with no evil. Because there ain't no evil in him. Oh, Glory. Hallelujah. What Jesus was trying to do is get the disciples and the children of God to see God through Him. Jesus takes us through the places in life where people got to see more God in us than us ourselves. Amen. Let's go to the text Matthew. Matthew 16, starting at 13. Father in heaven, we thank you, God, for your precious word. Holy Spirit, have your way in this place today. Allow us to hear the very heartbeat of our God. Allow us to hear his voice. For the scripture said that you would bring us into all truth. You are a comforter. You would teach us the things of God, even the deep things. You will allow us to see. Holy Spirit, have your way. In this place, set free, heal and deliver by the power of the word. Hallelujah in the confession of our mouths. We thank you now in Jesus' name that this word will become life and powerful. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Verse 13 says, All these messages I got in here. Oh, have mercy. Yeah, got the right one. Let's go. <laughs> 13 says, When Jesus came to the regions, came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do men say that I am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some said Elijah, the others say Jeremiah, and others and one of the prophets. And then Jesus said, okay, but who do you say I am? It's not out of the way that Jesus would ask a question like this, knowing that he already knew the answer. He asked, he said, who do men say I am? Because he know every confession comes out of the heart. So he knew that the, 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 the disciples had an idea of somebody else's confession. whether it was right or wrong. Hallelujah. Whether it was right or wrong, he asked them, who do men say I am? And then he said, who do you say I am? Because he said, this is a personal thing. You have to have a personal understanding who God is for yourself. You can't go off of what grandma said. Grandma did say, and it was good too, when grandma said, son, God is good, but all the feeling when I found out that God was good for myself. Hallelujah. It was good when my daddy said God is a healer, but all the feeling I got when God healed my body. I hear that God is a provider, but oh my God, the feeling I get when I know he's a provider for myself. He said, who the... Men, who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the crystal, the Messiah, the son of the living God, the great I am. Hallelujah. He said, you are the Christ. Amen. And Jesus answered him and said, watch the A clause and I shall be able to close the book and go home. You are blessed. You can't get across that A clause without a shout. Jesus is saying the only reason why God allow you to know who I am because you're blessed. Oh my God. It's a blessing to know who Jesus is. God don't give this revelation to every and anybody. Jesus said okay you are blessed because of the confession you just spoke through your mouth. Hallelujah. How many of you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, Blessed are you, Psalm Simon Bar Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Mm. Now he said, The only way you can get this revelation of who I am if God reveal it to you. He said, I don't care. You can go get all the help, self-help books all you want. And until you read the 66, that's the only way. And through his spirit, you're going to get the revelation of who Jesus Christ is. You can't go off what other people say that Jesus is because them jokers are being a fool you. And have you thinking one thing, when all the time you already knew the truth but you took their opinion over your truth a lot of us takes other people's opinion over our truth that we know who Jesus is but we will say oh well maybe that is the Lord come on y'all now he said okay and I say to you that you are Peter And on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades or hell shall not prevail against it. Okay, now what Jesus is saying in order for you to know who you are you first got to get a revelation of who I am. Because once you first get the revelation of who I am in your life you will see yourself in me. But first you got to come to the revelation that Jesus is the son of God. That he is the Messiah, that he's the great I am. He is a healer, he is the provider. He is everything, he is the great I am. And first, until you come to that conclusion in your life, you will never figure out who you are. Because he just told Peter, Peter, you are blessed because God has said that I told you that I am the son of God. Now he said, now I'm going to tell you who you is. You, Peter, the rock, and upon this rock, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell should not prevail against it. Now put up the word prevail. Now mind now, he just told Peter like, okay Peter, I'm Jesus, you know I'm Jesus and I know you Peter. So now me, you got an understanding. Okay, Uh, we got an understanding of what your call is, your purpose is and who you are in me. Now watch this, prevail me to defeat an opponent especially in a long and difficult contest. He said, the, the gates of hell shall not prevail from you. No, it's not going to prevail, but it's going to be a long fight. It ain't going to be the no overnight success. Hallelujah. You see, a lot of times we're looking for that overnight thing. We're looking to get out something real quick. As soon as we get into God, help me get out of this thing. Hallelujah. He said, the verb of prevail is uh, to defeat an opponent, especially in a long and difficult contest. Yeah, we're going to win we're going to win because there's victory in Christ Jesus. But sometimes it takes a while to come out of certain situations. Hallelujah. Until you get it, you get out of it. Until you get it, it becomes easier. Because David said, "Yea, do I walk through the valley and the shadow of death is here, I still ain't going to feel no evil. Why? Because thou art Oh, God. Hallelujah. Now, the trans verb of prevail, put it up. To gain a through strength or superiority. Triumph. So now, I said okay Holy Spirit I, I see I, uh, you see ascendancy you mean that, that, should, that gives you an idea there's an elevation coming through the struggle there's an, ele- an elevation when the gates of hell try to come against you there's an elevation when the fight come then when trials come there's an elevation coming behind it yeah. so I said well, okay what is ascendancy? put it up ascendancy is a position of power in which somebody can control or influence other people You're going through, there's an ascendancy, there's a, a, there's a shift, amen. There's God elevating you to a place or position. But the suffering comes before the elevation. The position comes after the suffering. Hallelujah. God is putting you in a place. He's putting Peter in a place. A position. And power. That he can influence other people. But Peter, I don't want them to see Simon. I want them to see Peter. Oh my God. Hallelujah. God said in your trial. He want them to see Jesus. And not you. He want them to see you through who he called you to be, and not who you want to be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now he said, The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever shall you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Then he commanded his disciples that they should tell no one that he was a Christ. And commentators say the reason why he always did that because they were looking for the Messiah that always did the healing, the providing and all these good stuff we look for but we didn't understand that the Messiah had to suffer. That's why he was telling them don't tell nobody who I am until I suffer. Because once I go through the suffering and I am raised on the third day They see God. Oh, my Lord. Hallelujah. See, y'all, we we, we don't want to go through no stuff because we feel like we got a bad reputation. We put in a bad spot, but the scripture said Jesus came as no form of reputation. Even though he was king, he still lowered himself than angels. Even though he had the power to call on legions of angels, he still held his hand. Even though he had the power to do it, he still remained humble until the position and power God had called him to influence other people. Oh, my God. Hallelujah. God put you in a position to influence other people. To get them to draw them into the house of the Lord, draw them into the place of the knowledge of Christ. Amen. Sometimes a lot of people, they ain't even gonna come to church. Yes. But if they see the Jesus in you, then they're, hey, man, where you gonna church at? Yes. One plant, one water, but God give Amen. the increase. Now he said, don't tell them who I am. For the time began when the disciples, he told the disciples that he must go to Jerusalem. Suffer many things from the elders and the chief priests and the strides and to be killed and to be raised on the third day. Okay, now, Peter already got a revelation of who he is, a revelation of who Peter is, himself in Christ. Then watch what happened in verse 22. Then Peter took him aside, began to rebuke him, saying, far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. Verse 23, but he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me. For you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. You're not mindful of the spiritual things, but the things of the flesh. An offense is is described as a state of insult. In other words, Jesus was telling the devil you insulted me pretty much by telling me that I wasn't called to do this when I know God has called me to do this thing. When somebody trying to talk you out of doing what God called you to do, it should cause you to be it your cause an offense that it shouldn't insult you. You said, No, uh, uh 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 Get behind me. Because being that God said, Jesus said, "Get behind me," that means Satan had to be in front of him, trying to distract his pathway, trying to dim out his light. He tried to block Jesus from going in the path where God has directed him. Hallelujah! So he said, "Get behind me." That's what you got to do when people give, come to you and say, "No, God didn't call you to do that." When you know in your spirit, God has given you the revelation to do this thing. God has called you to do mighty things, but you got family members talking you out of going somewhere. You got people you call your best friends say, I don't think God said that. But they ain't never pick up a Bible in their life. But can tell you, no, God ain't called you to do that. You might well do like Kendrick Lamar say, sit down and be humble. No, no, that just ain't going to work. Because I know that I know that I know that God has a plan for me. He has a call on my life. And the only way I can get there is follow his footprints in the sand. Hallelujah! Now watch, he said. Now you devil, you don't know nothing about God. That's why even the scripture said in the beginning of the time when Jesus, when God said, "Let there be light," he said the darkness comprehended not. Mean darkness can't understand light at all. In other words, somebody that don't that is not a Christian, don't waste your time time to uh, uh, explain it on what you got to do. You just wasting your breath you wasting your time, telling them, oh yeah, God called me to do this, God do this, God said that, and yes, at the same time it's going in one ear and coming out the other one because they just don't understand hallelujah they like key sweat, something, something just ain't right hallelujah glory to God then Jesus said to the disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. Let him humble himself and take up his cross and follow me. Pretty much denying yourself is getting yourself out of the way. And picking up your cross is simply getting in position to help other people to Jesus. Ha, <sighs> ha, it don't come, it is not about you anymore. Because the same cross Jesus had on his back was our cross. The same beatings and same suffering he went through was our beating and our suffering. And that's what he said. You gotta humble yourself to get yourself out of the way. That's why Paul said, For Christ suffered, hum, arm yourself likewise and the Holy Spirit say why he said arm yourself you got to keep yourself under subjection cause when you call to go do something that God has called you to do the first thing they do you'll be the main one talk yourself out going to do it you'll be the main one no God ain't say do this now it's burning in your heart now you 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 in the grocery store and God said go hug this person or you behind them in the grocery store in the line and God said pay that bill and you friggining you God is this really you God said, they had, to, they had to stand, give them a word, give them a word, give them a word. Just give them a love, a word through love. And just embrace them. And you said, and it's burning and you, you, you can't shake it like Jeremiah said. Every time I try to close my mouth, it's just like fire shut up in my bone. I couldn't keep it to myself. You got a burning inside of you. You can't shake this thing. Oh, glory. And you're questioning if it's God. And God is telling you to go ahead and do this thing. hallelujah hallelujah cause I remember one of my old old mentors used to say son the devil ain't gonna never tell you to do something good he ain't gonna never tell you to do something good because you know why ain't no good in him so he can't tell you to do something that he don't even have himself the only person that who can tell you to do something good is the good master. Oh my God. Hallelujah. So now you're struggling with in yourself. Oh Lord, I don't know if I should do this. They might look at me funny. He told Jeremiah, don't worry about what they say. I know you before you, you was in your mama mood. Don't, 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 don't you worry about what, I, what, I, what you're going to say to them. Don't worry about their faces. Because he just told Jeremiah, if you're worried about how they're looking at you, you got too much of you in it. There's too much of flesh in this here. There's too much flesh in it. Because you worry about what they're going to say to you, how they're going to look at you. But God just says, speak the word. Jesus came to a... Jesus was always smooth with him. But with his words, he didn't care how you look at him. He didn't care what was your response. He just spoke the truth and went on about his business. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That boy said, so, hold oh, let me go home. Well, let me bury my daddy first and now I'll follow you. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. Hallelujah. You got to deny yourself for this walk here, baby. This walk ain't easy because if you put too much of yourself in this walk, you're going to make a wreck of yourself. You got to follow the divine notion and the power of the Holy Ghost to do this thing and now what he told Peter he said Peter I told you who you are and that devil going to fight you now he going to fight you and there's going to be some trouble oh yeah but he ain't going to win I'm telling you see we we, we look at these scriptures and we look at it's a story for somebody else but we need to take this scripture and put it in our heart like there's scripture talking to us (laughs) the devil fighting some of us right now hallelujah and Jesus said yeah the fight going to last long but he ain't going to prevail he ain't going to win, you going to be the one that win this thing now he told, he said okay he said you you're not mindful of the things of the flesh and Jesus said you got to deny yourself to follow me and he said for whatever desire, for whoever desire to save his life will lose his life but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what profit is a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? And then he asks the question, Oh, what will a man give for an exchange for his soul? Hallelujah. Jesus said, you working out here doing all these things in your own flesh Talking like Kanye was la, 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 la. Wait till I get my money, right? No. You out there pretty much killing yourself for no apparent reason when God has already ordained and set your pathway. Jesus said, what profits you to go out here and accomplish all these things on yourself and then when the day I come back with my angels you bust hell wide open. All of that was for naught. It just made you feel good when you had it at the time. Temporary fix. But the the unction of the Holy Ghost and and Jesus in your heart is eternal. It's an everlasting fix. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now we're going into the next text. Now we understand that Jesus told Peter who he was. Peter told Jesus who he was. Jesus told Peter his calling. And that even in this calling to get to where he's going to get, when he, this is his cross the crown experience, that the devil is going to fight you from trying to get your crown. Because he can stop you from getting your crown, you will not get in a position to influence nobody. God is taking you to put you in a position where you can be the shot caller. Come on now. You working yourself to the bone trying to figure this out. All you have to do is just listen to the voice of the Lord. Allow God to guide you, Amen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Luke 22. Luke 22. Uh, it's, y'all, it's, I'm about to start. Pre- I, I was preaching early, but I'm about to start preaching in a few minutes, you I see I got I got Jody and Big Chris on on the beat. Lord have mercy. We about to go all the way up. In here. All the way up to Jesus. All the way up in the Holy Ghost. (laughs) Calling on the name of the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah. All right, Jordan, I ain't ready yet. I ain't ready yet. Hallelujah. (laughs) Now, verse 31 of Luke 22 says... And Jesus says, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I prayed for you and your faith shall not fail. And when you return to me, strengthen your brethren. Now listen to what Jesus is saying to Peter. In verse 31, he said, Peter... He said, Simon, Simon, the devil has desired to sift you as wheat. Now you got to remember Remember in the last text when he rebuked the devil he said the devil don't know the things of God but he only know the things of men. So Peter when he come after you to sift you as wheat he's coming to you in the flesh and not the spirit because he says, Simon the devil decided to sift you out as wheat. But I prayed for Peter. I prayed for Peter I pray for the rock hallelujah that I will build my church upon and that the gates of hell shall not prevail against he said Peter the devil decided to sift you he decided to come to you in the flesh you might lose some things you might go through some things but I prayed for Peter the rock the calling, the position, the purpose, the call. See, it don't matter what you go through. Jesus said, I already prayed for the call, the position, and the purpose. Hallelujah. Just like he told Job, hallelujah. And he told, in the scripture said, that the devil presented himself with the children of God. And God said, Satan, why are you up here? The devil said, I've been walking to and fro. The Holy Spirit said, you see now, the devil, he can style himself, transform himself as a child of light. But when he got in the presence of the God, God identifying for who He was, Hallelujah, Jesus. You see, you got to get there in the spirit huh? that when God come to you, you can be able to detect who is who, what is light and what is darkness. In the name of Jesus, Hallelujah. He said, Satan, what are you doing here? He said, I come, I'm walking to and fro the earth. And God said, Have you desired my servant Job? And he said, Yeah, God, but you got a hedge around him. He said, But I bet you if you take his stuff. Uh, he accursed you to your face, uh, but you—you you, got to realize what God did uh, when God, before God allowed devil the devil to uh, touch Job's body, He had already spoke the purpose, uh, the call, and the wisdom in Job's life. Uh, he said, "Devil has you considered my servant. Uh, when Job is my servant. Uh, even before you touch him, I already spoke truth about Job's situation. He is my servant. He is an upright man, and he feared the things of God. So I'm." telling you devil no matter what you you take him through he's still going to be my servant because I spoke it out of my mouth oh my God oh my God oh my God he's still going to be upright man because I spoke it out of my mouth he's still going to fear me because I spoke it out of my mouth and that's what he's saying today to you no matter what you've been through No matter what hell you've been going through, your plans never change. Your purpose in life never change. He said, you can attack it. Then then he went back, the devil did it again. And he said, yeah, if you touch his body, he will curse you to your face. But God said, yeah, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do it. But you can't take his life. You can't take your soul. You can't take the servant from me. You can't take the upright man from me. Oh my God. You can't take the man that feared me. That's what he said. He, You do all this other stuff. But I already put something in him that he's going to come back to me. He's going to withstand the gates of hell. And he's going to stand flat footed and he's going to proclaim the gospel of the truth. Hallelujah. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> mm. oh, Hallelujah hallelujah ain't that awesome we know we got to accuse other brethren he go out there and try to make himself a child of light you can't fool God he can't fool God hallelujah and when I was meditating on that the Holy Spirit said you know what the Lord said a liar shall not tarry in my sight so he said the devil only got a choir minute time he only had a window of opportunity to say what he's gonna say about you, then he got to get out of the way. For Jesus said, Behold, I saw Satan coming out of heaven like a lightning. He might act like a son of God when he get into presence. And God said, Yeah, I see you, devil. Well, you won't make your case and get on about your business. Because at the end of the day, I'm gonna let you use your lie to get them to my truth. Because you're the father of lies; ain't no such, there ain't no good thing in you. So I'm gonna let you use what you think is right concerning them. But I got a plan for them, baby. I got a purpose for them. Hallelujah. Glory to God because Jesus said the one who God has given me in my hand he said I ain't lost none only the son of perdition only for the scripture to be fulfilled. Jesus said no man can pluck them out what God had given me. I don't care what, how many hell you go through you always go be in the hands of the Lord. Yes. So now he told he said, Peter, the devil desire desire to sift you as wheat. In other words, when back in the day in the wheat time, threshing flow, they would get a pitchfork, and they would get the wheat and tear together, and they would take both and pitchfork and throw it in the air. And then the wind would blow the tear away, and the good stuff fall to the ground. He said, the devil coming up in your life, they'll try to sift you out as wheat. But I'm going to let him get the tears out of your life. But the wheat going to fall back to me. <laughs> because scripture said he's the prince of the air. And the farmers used to wait till the wind blow. The wind might ain't blow all day long. But the forecast say the wind going to blow at 3 o'clock. So they get out there with their pitchfork and they say, okay, the wind is coming. And they take the wheat and the tail and they throw it up as far as they can, and then a gust of wind will take the tail and blow it away. But the good stuff fall to the ground. And what God said, I'm allow the devil to get the bad stuff out of your life, so the good stuff can fall back to me, because of the good stuff is what I'm going to use. Hallelujah. He says the good stuff is that wheat, that cluster, that good stuff. Hallelujah. That I'm going to use. Now, he said, Peter, this fight going to be tough, but I prayed for your faith. Isn't that awesome that Jesus knows that this is going to be a tough fight for us to get to that position of grace, that position of power to influence other people that Jesus Christ is real. He said, I prayed that your faith. Fail you not. And you're going to leave me. But when you repent, you're coming back to me. Peter, the devil going to take you through some stuff. You're going to lose some stuff. Some people are going to talk about you. It's going to be a tough fight, son. But I prayed for the call. I prayed for Peter. And when you returned, when you come off of your leave of absence, yes. strengthen your brother. So now you telling me i am got to go through this, and I might fall, but when I get back, i got to tell you how good Jesus has been to me. That's the main objective of my fight, is to tell you that God is good. The, the, The main objective of my fight is for me to get myself out of the way to fight this battle so I can tell you how God is, and so you can come out of your mess. He said, Peter, you're going to walk away, but there's a piece of you that I prayed that's inside of you that even when you thought you were going to lose your mind, there's a voice that let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. Peter, you're going to feel like you're going to be by yourself, but there's a voice inside you that said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. Peter! He's gonna to try to take you out. And Peter said, Lord, oh no. I'm going to prison for you and I'm going to die for you. When we first got saved, you said a song, running for my life. Running for God, when we dancing. We, oh, God, I do anything. I do anything for you, God. Hallelujah. We come in this church, we speaking in tongues, slapping f- and laying out of spirit. Somebody get to say a word. How my You're just going in the spirit when you first got saved. But oh, when trouble comes, you forget about how you felt when you first got saved. <laughs> Hallelujah. Life say, oh yeah? You going to praise Jesus? Okay. I got something for you. Georgia Power going to send you a cut off notice. And you ain't got the money to pay it. I'm going to let the bank send you a statement and say you two months behind if you ain't paying 15 days. We just have to come get the call. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. And now he's, you, 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 you all bit up with trouble. And what was so powerful about Job and his going through, he never wants to blame God. Where we sin at is blaming God. Even though he's an alpha and omega, he got control of everything. We cannot blame God for what we go through. Joe wife, won't you go ahead and curse him? Why you holding your integrity? Why you ain't saying nothing about him? Joe said, Lady, you talking like a fool. Are we always supposed to just receive the good things of God and not the bad? Or we think that life is just so peachy and cream and that nothing bad is going to happen? Woman, well, you sit. Sit down and shut your mouth. And they said when Joel went through the stuff, one thing happened after another. As soon as once somebody told Joel something, something else happened. And Joel ripped his clothes and said, "From my mother womb I was naked. Naked I came in this world, and naked I shall leave. And the scripture said, Job fell down and worshipped the Lord. But when trouble comes to us, we fall down and worship the trouble. Because we're trying to figure out how we're going to get out of this mess ourselves. Job fell down and he worshipped God. Even though he said, naked, I'll, I came naked, I'm going to leave, I still worship the king. I don't care what you're going through. Worship God. Yes. Yes. When the news come before you even pick up the phone and call, who said Never. Fall on your knees or lift your hands where you are and worship Jesus. Because I know the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And what I'm going through, getting me into that position to where I can influence people because they're going to see the Jesus in me that's going to draw them to Christ. Hey, glory! And Jesus said, okay, Peter. Peter said, I'm going to prison. I'll go die for you, Lord. And then Jesus said, I tell you, Peter, the rooster shall crow this day before you deny three times that you know me. Hallelujah. And go down to verse 54, same chapter. And having arrested him, they led him and brought him into the high priest's house. And Peter, the call, the purpose, followed at a distance. Now when they had kindled a fire in the midst of the courtyard and sat down together, Peter, the call, the purpose, sat among them. And a certain servant girl, seeing him as he sat by the fire, looked intently at him and said, this man also was with him. Yeah. Now I'm reading the text and, and I said, okay, the commentator said this thing was thus dark. It was, it was getting dark over the evening time. And it was inside a courtyard with a whole bunch of people. And Peter sat down with them And they lit a fire. But why the fire just illuminated who Peter was? Why the servant girl only picked and could identify who Peter was? I don't care what you do in life. You might have been dancing, shaking it, dropping it like it's hot. Do whatever you bigger than bad enough to do. But the anointing on your life, you cannot hide it. You can fake it, but you can't shake it. You can run, but you can't hide. You can slip, but you can't dip. I don't care what you go through. Oh, You try to hide your calling. God called me to be a prophet of the nation, and God has given me a word unto the nation. God has given me a word to speak unto the young lady, but I hold it to myself. And then somebody come and say, there's something strange about you. The world says strange, but the church says special. There's something special about you. There's a glow about you. Look at your neighbor and say, there's there's, there's a glow about you. I can see it all over your face. I don't care what you try to do to hide your calling. You ain't going to be able to hide your calling. You can run and do what you are big and bad enough to do. You can run and go out of the back in the world, but that anointing gonna bring you back to Jesus. That anointing is so strong on your life that life say, "Hey, you one of Jesus." Life gonna say, "Hey, you got an anointing on your life." Oh. Hallelujah. Life gonna say, "Hey, you one of them." Peter (laughs) said, Peter said, but he denied him saying, woman, I do not know him. Now remember in Matthew when Jesus told Peter that he was blessed because of his confession, the revelation of his confession. Now Peter just now denounced denounce. His revelation of a confession of who Jesus was. And that's what life does to us when we go through these certain channels. The devil ain't too much after you at first. He after your confession of your revelation of who Jesus Christ is. And once he get there and take that from you, now he got you because now you're done. But oh, but God prayed for you. Hallelujah, that your faith did not fill you in that mess that you're in right now, that mess you've been through, or that mess you're about to enter. He prayed for you. And Jesus, and, and a little while longer after another saw him and said, You are them. Peter said, Man, I am not. First, he announced his confession of who Jesus was. Secondly, he denounced his confession of who he is. Remember in Matthew, Jesus, God gave him a confession, the revelation of who the Son of God was. And then in turn, God told Peter who he was. Now when trouble comes I hear Peter saying he ain't had no part of it. He don't know Jesus. He don't know the Jesus in him. He ain't know he had a call on his life. He didn't know he was called a rock. He didn't know that the gates of hell wouldn't prevail against him. He just acted all plumb fool, pretty much. And then that's how life happens. When things happen out of the ordinary. Now, you got to understand this thing now. We can laugh at Peter, but Peter feared his life. Peter thought he was going to die. So, according to his flesh, he did what he thought was best. But knowing Jesus, knowing that He's going to do what He thought was best according to His flesh, Jesus prayed for Him before it happened. God knew you was going to slip. God knew you was going to walk away. He knew you was going to do something you thought you were big and bad enough to do. He prayed for you. And after that about an hour passed confidently confirmed saying surely this fellow also was with him for he is a Galilean. Peter said man I don't know what you're saying. Immediately he was still speaking and destiny happened. Reality happened you all doing your stuff being bad to do and somehow you're quickened by reality that you are better than what you're going through hallelujah and Peter turned and the Lord turned and looked at Peter and then Peter remembered the Lord How he has said before the rooster crows he will deny me three times and Peter went out and wept bitterly. Hallelujah. We closing in John 21. John 21 15 So Jesus So when they had came out to eat breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him again, second time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? He said, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said, Tend to my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonah, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he had said to the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know all things. you know that I love you. And Jesus said, "Feed my sheep." Now, in this text, Peter was out there fishing, and commentators say he was naked because he had stripped himself of himself. He was in a position where he thought would work, would work, but it wouldn't work at that time because his leave of absence had expired and this is the time that Jesus had revealed to his disciples again before his resurrection his last time showing himself after the resurrection to his disciples before he went to the father but what happened in Matthew had to happen but before Jesus went back to heaven Peter, you're going to come back to me. You're going to repent. Believe in me. And you're going to strengthen your brothers. It so happened at this time, Jesus decided to meet Peter that he got his brothers out there fishing with him. And the one that Jesus loved said, when Jesus said, y'all got something out there? And they said, no, we ain't catching nothing. Jesus told them to cast out the right side of the boat. And they threw it out to the right side. And the disciples knew it was him. But one thing you got to realize, commentators said that Jesus was a football field and a half away from them on the shore. So you could see an image of him. But you couldn't really see his face. That's why the scripture said, my sheep know my voice. And a stranger, they shall not follow. And John said that's Jesus and Peter being naked threw on his clothes. He put back on his work clothes. He put them back on his cloak, and he dived in the water and he swam 150 some feet to get to Jesus because of the turmoil he'd been through. You see Peter told Jesus said yeah i die for you and i go to prison for you and yeah it did happen but he went to, he went to prison mentally within himself because of the offense he calls against Jesus. A lot of us right now, we've been going through, we've been beating ourselves over our head for the things that we've been through. We came imprisonment to our sin. We came in, to be imprisoned by our offense because we, even though Jesus said that there was a call on our life, we felt what we'd done was so horrible that he wouldn't call us back. Because he told Peter, you're going to come back. The devil desired to sift you and you're going to go away, but you going to come back. My words say you're coming back. So you ain't got no choice but to come back. And he said, but when you get back, strengthen your brother's. Strengthen your brothers because your go through is pretty much to put you in a position to influence other people. God is taking you through this error in life. But you said, I'm not worthy of the position that God is putting you in because of what you've done. He still has a plan for me. Well, the things that happen in your life when God will call you to open up this business but life said you need a certain amount of money to pay. for. Uh, God tell you you need to go back to school to get this education because there's, there's a position that I have for you but then the grants are too high, the loans are too high and you say, God, I guess this ain't for me. And you walk away from it but you became imprisoned to that decision, that it still bothers you to this day. Because you know that there's a call on your life. And you know that God has called you to something better than what you're going through or where you're at in life. Because even the scripture said, when they caught the fish, it was 153 fish. And it took, uh, it took them to drag. It was so full, they had to drag it to shore. But, but by Jesus' word, Jesus allowed them to even be successful in that. But here's the thing that get me. Jesus allowed them to be successful to catch all that fish. But when they got to shore, there was fish and bread already prepared. Jesus said, either way, I bless you in what you're going to do. I bless you on this side. Or something you work hard for. Or you can follow me and I'll lay the table out for you where it's already prepared. The choice is yours. You can continue to work and slave your back to the bone. Or you can follow Jesus and know that the call, the position, everything is already prepared. Scripture said the fish and bread was already prepared when they got to the shore. <laughs> and Jesus told, still told them, bring the fish. Bring the fish. And let you know that either way, I'm in control. And then he told the disciple, he said, when you were younger, you were big enough, to, bad enough to do whatever you do. But when you get older, somebody's going to gird your hands and you will going have to follow the direction. And what he was saying you was in that position where you would done whatever you wanted to do. But now it's time to follow me. Because that, the commentator said, he was telling the disciples and Peter that you're going to be faithful. You're going to be faithful and t- before you die. From that point in life, Peter was faithful. And it set him up for the day of Pentecost. The rock was the first one to preach when the time had fully come in Jerusalem and the Holy Spirit came in like a Russian but if Jesus didn't pay for prayed for the rock and the rock came to himself the rock would have never made it to Jerusalem but oh because Jesus loved us so much even though the rock fell the rock ain't had not no choice but to be in Jerusalem because Jesus said I'm coming to get you I'm coming to restore you. And the commentator said the reason why he asked Peter, do you love me three times? Is to cover the offense of the three denials. God doesn't leave nothing undone when he comes to get you. And the scripture said that Peter was grieved at the end on the third one. Because Peter said, Lord, you asked me this three times. And I told you twice, I love you. But Peter said something different in the third time than he said the first two times. He said, Lord, you know us all things. Which what he had confessed in Matthew, being the son of God, knowing all things. And then when trouble come, he denounced that he know, even knew Jesus. Then had an idea that he knew all things. And then when Jesus came to restore him, he confessed out of his mouth what he confessed before trouble happened. He confessed that Jesus knew all things and that he was the son of the most high God and that Jesus had a calling on his life. Right where you are right now, I want you to close your eyes. I want you to go into that place of worship. I want you to ask God to forgive you for whatever it is. That time and space you've been through that you wanted to give up, you almost lost your mind, lost your marriage, lost your job, all these things had caused you not to fulfill your destiny and purpose, which God has called you to be. But you have to realize that your cross has to come before your crown. It's high time. There's no more excuses. God is here to heal you. Set you free. Hallelujah. Lift your hands in worship. Have your moment with God. Only you know and God know what you've been through. And right now you ask God to forgive you. He restoring you from everything. He restoring you to everything. He redeeming you back to the place you walked from. Yeah. Your cross before your crown. Hallelujah. Your son-